Father, we thank you and bless you for this day. We pray now that everything that we do and say will be pleasing in your sight, bring glory and honor to you. That you would be glorified, that your people would be edified, and that the devil would be horrified as the life-changing, life-giving, life-producing word of God goes forth. We bless now, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have you ever lost something and just couldn't find it no matter how hard you look? Maybe your keys, uh, maybe your wallet, uh, some money, uh, clothes, your eyeglasses. That's the worst thing to lose, right? Because you can't find anything else right, without those, right? I, I learned something. It's a basic principle, and, and, and it's mind-blowing. I mean, it's, I mean, it's earth-shattering. Don't miss this. Are you ready? Here it is. You'll never find what you're looking for when you look in the place that it's not. You can go home already. You got the message right there, right? No, no, seriously. I don't care how many times you go and look in that same place. If the item you're looking for is not there, you will not find it. Now, why is that important? It's important because there are many of you in here today, many of you who are watching, who are looking for something special in life, and you don't even realize you're looking for something. Many times you do things and you try to accomplish things and acquire things and you're doing the what's, but you've never asked or ascertained the why behind your what. Because I submit to you, my brothers and sisters, that many of the things that we do, there's an underlying need that we are looking to be met. Today, for a few moments, I want to talk to you from the thought, how to find what you really need in life. How to find what you really need in life. If you have your outlines, would you say amen? If you need an outline, raise your hand and the ushers will get one to you. For those of you who are watching, you can download it on our app. You can find it on our website even right now. How to find what you really need in life. Here's the first thing I want you to see. Number one, you need to realize you want something meaningful in life. You want something meaningful in life. Not only do you need it, but you want it. Now watch what happens in Luke chapter 24, beginning at verse 1. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The women went to the tomb to carry out the tradition of the burial and the anointing of the body with spices. It's important for you to understand that these women who went to the tomb did not go looking for a living Savior. They went looking for the body 
of a dead Jesus. My brothers and sisters, here's what I've learned in life. There are many in life who are looking for the wrong thing in the wrong place. There are some of you who are looking for the wrong thing in the right place. There's a few of you that are looking for the right thing in the wrong place, and there's even fewer people who are actually looking for the right thing in the right place. Most of us have a desire, but we don't have discipline to match that desire. And so we try to find what we're looking for wherever we find ourselves, even if that place is not the best place to find it. Uh, I'm reminded of that scene in the classic movie, Coming to America, when he asked Prince Hakim what were he looking for. You remember, and Prince Hakim said he came to, to America to find his queen, and he was looking for some place to find a good girl, right? And he said, well, where are you going to find a good girl? And he said, well, I'm bars, clubs. He said, oh, no, no, that's the problem. You're looking for a good girl, but you're going to the wrong place. you got to go to church. All the church girls say amen, right? Yes. He said, you got, you got to come to church. You can't be going to no par, no strip club, no, 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 no club to find no good girl. You got to go to church. You got to go to a good event, right? Listen to me, my brothers and sisters. Many of us are looking for, desiring the right thing in life, but we really don't realize and understand that what we're looking for is something beneath the surface, not something that can be satisfied superficially. And depending on the hurt, the habit, the hang-up that you've gone through, uh, most of us spend our time, spend the best years of our lives, waste money looking for the satisfaction that we need in life by the accumulation of and the acquiring of cars, cash, commodities, creature comforts, companions. We're looking for satisfaction in those things and getting that stuff. And the problem is when we gather all of that stuff, we get to the end of life looking, all that, looking at all of that stuff that we've acquired and still feel empty on the inside. Oh, we pretend it's good. And especially when other folk walk up to us and say, man, if I had your hand, I thought, whoa, look at how blessed you are. Yeah, I sure am blessed with this big house and this big house note, right? I sure am blessed with this new car and with that new car note, right? I sure am blessed. But there's an emptiness that many of us don't want to admit to ourselves exists within us. There are five fundamental areas that I've learned that people are searching for satisfaction. Let me give you these five and see if you can check off any of these. A, looking for peace. We're looking for peace. And I don't know about you, the older I get, the more I value my peace. Lord have mercy. I don't, I don't need an amen on that. I know I'm right about that. I'm like, all that chaos, all that confusion, all that drama, no, 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 I don't need that. I stick my key in the door. I want peace on the other side of the door. I said, just give peace. We want peace. And if we can't have peace on the outside, we better learn how to get peace on the inside. B, we're looking for joy. Not happiness, because happiness is based on what's happening. And if nothing is happening, we can't be happy. And many of you are exhausted in your life. Why? Because you move from happy to happy, and you keep on trying to find happiness, but happiness is never long-lasting. Because if nothing is happening, there is no happiness. 
And what you really are looking for is joy, a sense of contentment from within, a joy that is rooted in who you are, not in what you're doing. Uh, See, you're looking for value and purpose, looking for value and purpose in life. And my brothers and sisters, the search for significance has never been greater, especially on the heels of coming through this pandemic. People were dying at a rate, and I know there are still crazy people in this country who are claiming the pandemic was a hoax. But 375,000 people lost their lives to COVID-related illnesses. There are hundreds of thousands of people who are still living with the effects of long-term COVID. And at its peak, COVID was still only the number three cause of death in this country, which means hundreds of thousands of people were dying for other reasons with no value and no purpose in life and living. I love to watch Nat Geo and Nat Geo Wild and BBC. I love watching uh, shows and documentaries on nature. And, And I was sitting there one day And and I was watching what basically was a documentary about the cycle of life. So I'm seeing animals who are born, many who don't survive their infancy, who die before they get to an age of maturity where they're able to survive on their own. I'm watching predators who are taking advantage of these young ones and the sick, and they are living and eating, and then when those predators die, you have scavengers who are living off of them. And I was thinking to myself, and I know for some of you this is just a spectrum kind of observation, but I was thinking, man, what is the purpose? Like, they just get up, hunt, kill, eat, give birth, hunt, kill, eat, give birth, hunt, kill, eat, give birth, and die. And I'm like, what's the purpose? And then I started thinking about human beings. We work, eat, give birth, sleep, work, eat, raise children, sleep, work, eat, get rid of children, sleep, work, eat, children slip back at home, grown, right? Until you get to the point where you work, eat, sleep, and die. Is that all life is about? And I'm here to tell somebody who's watching and somebody who's here today in this full house, listen, if that's all your life is, then I got some bad news for you. You are not living the life that God intended for you. You're not living the life that God intended for you to live. Um, D, people are looking for community. We're looking for community. Everybody has a need to belong. Everybody wants to be a part of something. Some of you may not agree with this, but listen, the same thing that drives a person to be part of a fraternity or sorority is the same thing that drives a person to be part of a game, a sense of belonging a sense of identity. Family by choice is many times more important than family by chance because I choose who I interact with and I choose who I share 
my life with. We want to be part of community. Look at E. We're looking for real love. Long before Mary J. Blige said anything about it. People have been searching and searching for real love. And the truth of the matter is, my brothers and sisters, we have fallen into too many circumstances and situations where we were given a conditional form of love and we were really looking for an unconditional love who would love us not just for who we are, but love us for who we will become. I went to visit a family and one of the uh, now matriarchs of the family had a painting up and it was a painting of an older woman and she was sitting there, her hair was just, you know, undone and, and her clothes were just, just relaxed, you know, she didn't have on no garments or anything, she just just chilling, just boom, just sitting there. And I looked at the painting, I was like, wow. I said, that's, that's an interesting painting. I said, tell me the meaning behind that painting. And uh, she said, oh, I, I love that, that painting because that's how I feel sometimes. She said, and I'm hoping that God blesses me with a man who loves me when I'm just like that. Right? Uh, not, not, not tucked and tied and, and, and dyed and fried and you know what I mean? She said, no, 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 I need, I need a brother that's going to love me just like that, right? She, she's looking for an unconditional love. And the truth of the matter is, that's what all of us want. We want somebody who's going to love us for who we are. We want somebody who's going to appreciate us for who we are. And watch this, out of their love, help us to be the best that we can possibly be. Here's the truth of the matter. That love will only be found with God. Amos chapter 5 verse 4, the Lord says this to the nation of Israel, come looking for me and live. Write down on your outline John 10, 10. I didn't put it in, but I want you to add it in. The thief comes for what reason? only to steal, kill, and destroy, I came, Jesus is speaking, that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Here's the second thing I want you to see if you're going to find what you really need in life. Number two, you need to realize looking for the right thing doesn't matter if you're looking in the wrong place. Looking for the right thing doesn't matter if you're looking in the wrong place. The Bible says that these women were terrified, bowed their faces to the ground. Verse 5, Luke 24. Then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. My brothers and sisters, those who are present, those who are watching, I submit to you that the overwhelming majority of us spend the overwhelming majority of our life looking for the right thing, but in the wrong place. It's not your sincerity that is not correct. It is not your desire that is incorrect. You have been trying to find permanent solutions for your life and living with temporary actions. And you have to understand 
that just because you've been looking for the right thing, if you're looking in the wrong place, you'll never find it. Those women came looking for Jesus in the tomb, and the angel said, he's not here. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Remember what I told you. If you don't look where the item or object is, you will never find it. And can I tell you something, my brothers and sisters? You will never find what you need for life and living when you look for it among the dead. Whether it's dead people, dead circumstances, or dead situations. Some of you, one of your problems in life, I'm knocking on somebody's door right now, thank you, Lord, is that you have claimed yourself to be the resurrector of the dead. Yeah, so, so, so you take it upon yourself. You think you got a ministry to the dead. So you go amongst dead people trying to give life, and watch this. You can't resurrect what Jesus hasn't resurrected. Look at Matthew 6, verse 19. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moth eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store, for, store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Here's basically what Jesus is saying among several things. Anything that you're seeking, if it can be eaten, destroyed, or stolen, you are building on something, something temporary, dying, or something that's dead. Here's the third thing, and then I'm going to let you go. If you're going to find what you really need in life, you need to realize you want something meaningful in life. Number two, you need to realize looking for the right thing doesn't matter if you're looking in the wrong place. And three, you need to know you can only find what you're looking for if you look in the right place. One of the things that we have to learn, my brothers and sisters, is that many of us are looking for the right thing in the wrong place because of unresolved hurts, destructive habits, and some long-standing hang-ups. And while we're looking at what's wrong and easily can identify what's wrong with everybody else, it's hard for us to look in the mirror and acknowledge there's something wrong with us. And whether you have been hurt, whether you have been damaged, we're not questioning the legitimacy of your pain. What we are questioning today and what I am challenging you on is the illegitimacy of your healing. You have not looked at yourself hard enough to recognize that you're trying to find the right thing, but in the wrong place. Verse 6, Luke 24. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. Then they remembered that he had said this, so they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else what had happened. They did not go expecting resurrection, but at least they went looking for Jesus. Somebody today, you didn't come looking for your personal resurrection, but at least you came looking for Jesus. 
And the Bible is very clear that they went to the tomb. They didn't find a dead Jesus. They got word of a living Savior. And somebody in here today, God has sovereignly seen fit to bring you to this place. Somebody who's watching today, God has sovereignly seen fit to navigate the circumstances of your life to bring you to this place and bring you to this time where he can challenge you, not on what you're looking for, but where you can really find what you're looking for. Look at A, under three. Only God can meet your need for peace. You, you will never find permanent peace in people, places, or things. You will only find it in God. John 14, 27, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. John 16, 33, let's read it together wherever you are. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Because here's what Jesus wants you to understand. Peace is not the absence of trouble, it's the ability. Divine peace is the ability to have contentment in the midst of trouble. Look at B. Only God can meet your need for joy. These things I have spoken to you, John 15, 11, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. See, only God can meet your need for value and purpose. Don't be afraid, Matthew 10, 28 through 31, of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. What is the price of two sparrows, one copper coin, but not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it, and the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Acts eleven twenty three. when he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart they should continue with the Lord. God wants to give you purpose for life and wants to give you purpose for living because purpose has to extend beyond earth into eternity. Look at D, only God can meet your need for community. Only God can meet your need for community. Go down to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. That's why we call each other brother and sister. That's why we call each other mother and father and auntie and uncle because we are part of a family. But the powerful thing about the family of God is it's a family of choice not a family of chance. And when you make a choice to be part of the family, you can be on one accord with everybody coordinating the choice that they have made. E, only God can meet your need for real love. Only God can meet your need for real love. 1 John 4.10, this is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice 
to take away our sins. My brothers and sisters, can I share something with you? You cannot export what you haven't imported. You cannot give to somebody else what you have not received. And if you have not learned how to see and define love beyond lust, you cannot be successful in a relationship with somebody else. You cannot go into a relationship with somebody broke and they're broke and think the two brokes can come together and be made whole. The Bible does not say a half man and a half woman get together and the two will become one flesh. He says one man, one woman, the two shall become one. But you can't bring half and then get mad, watch this, at the other person not having the half you need when you didn't come to the relationship whole in the first place. That's a whole nother sermon for a whole nother day. I You're looking for money. God wants to give you meaning. You're looking for prosperity. God wants to give you purpose. You're looking for happiness and God wants to give you joy. You're looking for perfection and God wants to give you acceptance. You're looking for religion and God wants to give you a relationship. And today we celebrate the resurrection because the Bible says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that's available to raise you and me to new life and new standards of living remember there's only two kinds of people in the world people who know Jesus and people who need him if you're here and you need him then I submit to you that whatever you've been looking for, God has whatever you need in order to help you become all that you want to be and all that God wants you to be. In other words, to help you fulfill your potential in Jesus Christ so you can be the best man, the best woman, the best son, the best daughter, the best aunt, the best uncle, the best niece, the best nephew, or you can just be all by yourself the best person you can possibly be. But you'll never get there without God's help. Have I got a witness here? But if you know the Lord for yourself, I got news for you. God is still not finished with you. He's still molding you. He's still shaping you. He's still working on you. Trying to get you to that next level that your commitment wants to get you to. In him, you can find value and purpose. In him, you can find community. In him, you can find the real love that you need. In him, you can meet every longing for your life. Now, let me go back for a minute because I told you we spend our time trying to acquire stuff and wonder why the joy that we think we had is only temporary. There's but so many new cars you can get. And it isn't amazing when we buy a new car, we drive to places that we didn't drive with an old car. We go by some people's houses that we didn't go by in the hoopty because we want them to see how blessed we are. 
But really, we're just looking for affirmation. We just want somebody to say, man, you got it going on. Girl, you really doing it. But here's what I've learned in life. If you live for the approval of other people, you'll die from their rejection. If you live for somebody to pat you on the back, you'll die when they turn their back on you. But I'm so glad that I found my satisfaction in Jesus Christ. All I need is in him. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because it's his love that sustains me. It's his love that keeps me. It's his love that paid the price for me. God sent his son and his son gave his life that those of us who believe in his son could have everlasting life. Am I right about it? And the same power that rolled the stone away on that resurrection day is the same power that can roll your issues away. It's the same power that can open up the opportunities in your life to find healing, to find deliverance, to find hope, to find joy for your life and living. Yes, yes, I gotta testify. I was covered deep in sin, deep in shame, but thanks be to God that grace and mercy found me where I was and helped me get to where I am right now. Now I'm not all I can be. I'm still a work in progress, but I'm so glad that I'm better than I used to be. Have I got a witness in here? Is there anybody who can say, I'm not where I wanna be, but I'm not where I used to be. But God is still working on me. Yes, yes, yes he is. And I'm so glad because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, I said because I know that God loves me and life is worth the living just because he lives. Yes, yes, yes. He walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I am his own. Anybody know you got victory in Jesus? Anybody can you say I got victory in Jesus? I got it, I got it, I got it. I got it, I got it, I got it. I got victory in Jesus. Father, we bless you and we thank you. Hallelujah. God, I thank you because I know life is worth the living because you live. 
There's so many God in our world who are hopeless and feel helpless because they heard about you but they don't know you. They don't know you in a real way. And God, even for those who may know you, it's still a struggle sometimes. Because life can be so hard and so tough that sometimes, God, even those of us who know you want to throw in the towel. God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would give somebody who's listening right now the strength, give them the courage, give them the trust in you to go on and see what the end will be and to know that this too will pass whatever it is that they're going through this too will pass let them know God that it's always darkest before the dawn let them know God that you will never leave them nor forsake them let them know God that you are with them you're walking with them through the valley in the shadow of death we thank you we bless you it's in Jesus name we pray amen come on somebody give God a hand of praise today